You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. It's the Wicked Wednesday edition, Game Time Decisions Radio. Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. He is Red Heat. Gabriel Morenci sit alongside the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. No time for sex doll talk today, man. <laughs> no time for sex doll talk, but I swear to God, I can't log on to the Internet without seeing sex dolls now. Yeah. They're everywhere. I just can't believe how good they look. I just saw a story today in which the sex doll uh, company is saying that uh, sex dolls can save your marriage because the sex dolls will do things that the wife won't. <laughs> Saves the marriage. Save, save the marriage. Saves the marriage. <laughs> Tony Sincato would still be married right now if, if you know, you know who's in tru- if sex dolls just weren't like those blow-up things like they used to be. You know who's in trouble right now? If you're Vinny and Vic down at the local strip bar with the sex doll craze coming, what's the point? Like, I'm telling you, they're going to have a meeting of the minds. How are they going to solve this? What are you going to do for a twenty dollar lap dance? Strip club business. They're done. They've been in trouble since oh. the uh, the advent of the uh, the webcam. Yeah, camp. they're in real trouble now, though. I mean, like you're going to be hanging on by a thread with the sex doll craze. Now we should note that Cam's technological and uh, internet skills <laughs> pretty much match those of uh, what, a child. Yeah, no, the uh, the congressman yesterday uh, that interviewed Mark. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and man, is he ever a punchable-looking dude. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, in which uh, one uh, one old guy uh, actually asked him, so what actually is a Facebook? <laughs> right, and you know, they had to sort of explain to him what it is, and those are the leaders of the world, man. Lead Leaders of the free world. All right, so yeah, man, we got a ton of stuff to get to on the program today. Mark Lawrence will join us, playbook.com's Mark Lawrence. We're going to dip into the database. And the Coffee Club, uh, Lou from Gamblue.com will join us. We're going to talk some uh, some fighting and some hockey. Maybe a little D-backs, too. Lou's, uh, Lou's doing it all in Arizona. Fighting and hockey, nope. Ken. No, no, D-back. no, no, no D-backs. D-backs? No time. <laughs> no time. No time. <laughs> no time for no, the no, D-backs. No, 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 no. Time, time's at a premium on the show today, man. You know, we might we might be able to find a couple of minutes to uh, look uh, what's in Cam's bag. I wanted to get to it yesterday, and I said, "Yeah, Cam." I said, "Maybe we'll take a look in your bag." He was like, oh, "I don't know, man. It's not a good day for my bag." I don't know what uh, Cam had uh, in that. I think he had some paperwork uh, relating to Stormy Daniels and uh, Michael Avenatti and uh, and Michael Cohen. Our boy Cohen's going down, oh, Cam. I know he is. What begging, begging for tickets. I know you enjoyed Begging. you enjoyed uh, watching the battle of Avenatti and uh, the uh, the Schultz guy. Oh yeah, great stuff. I love it. He was back. He was back the other day chirping yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Everything they said is like used against them and was played against them. And now Cohen's getting raided. Cohen's getting raided. All right, but uh, you know what's not fake news? And man, I saw some. I you know I actually fell for this earlier today. Therese Owens, man. If you can't believe Therese Owens, I don't know who you can believe in today's day and age. But MMAmania.com, TherezeOwens.com, uh, everybody was talking about a new uh, UFC television deal. I actually started commenting on it, yep. saying how I liked it. And uh, it turns out it's fake news, Kevin. Fake. Um, you know, really, we already knew this, but there's only two things that the Internet is really good for. Gambling. And porn. And porn. Yeah, yeah. Like, you take gambling and porn, like, really? Like what? What would I really miss the internet? 
Like, besides promoting my shows like yep. a self-promoting whore uh, that I am uh, online. You're jumping around a lot. Well, look, I got banned from Twitter last weekend, and I didn't really care, to be honest with you. I was no, like, it was a nice, nice break. Yeah, I was like, whatever, man. What am I missing? <laughs> <laughs> what am I missing? People you know, t- talking about putting Hillary in jail and making America great again and, uh, and uh, praising the king, LeBron James. Oh, the king. All right, uh, so. Uh, we've got uh, NBA basketball tonight, Cam. Mercifully, it's the last uh, night of the regular season. I don't know if you saw this story last night, man. And I actually wish I was paying attention to the game instead of talking about uh, the playoffs as much as I was. Playoffs. 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 But uh, how about this story last night, uh, man? Andre Ingram, 32 years, years old. Yes, yes. 32 years old. Looks like an Uber driver. 32 years. Looks like he was going to pick you up an Uber. 32 years old. Cam, he played in the D League for 10 years. Yep. Now called the G League, which is a much cooler name. Yeah, the G League's better than the D League. G just sounds like a loser league. Yeah, G sounds like It's Gatorade. It's like, why don't you just call it the remedial league? (laughs) Exactly. Vocational basketball. Short bus league. (laughs) You know, the D League. You're right. The D League just. I should take pot shots, Cam. Like, uh. I'd say about like half of my educational years were spent at the end of the hall in the sort of. I'm with you, buddy. In the remedial, vocational, detentional, and everything. I don't, else even, rem- I don't even remember the last couple of years of high school. I just worked at a golf course to make money. I didn't even show up for class. <laughs> it was like Bart ridiculous. <laughs> I'd go to a school like after two weeks. They'd call me and listen. We think you'd be more suited uh, for this specialized. Basically, Montreal Tech. Yeah, no. Basically, I'm suddenly I'm with a bunch of like juvenile delinquent cons, right? It's like, yeah, all right. You caught me. You caught me selling drugs once. All right, I'll give you that. But great story, though. We don't get many of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know he looks good. Yeah, I know you said it. So, so yeah, thirty seeding hairline. Thirty two years old. Game. Ten years. Ten years, man. Ten, ten, ten years. years. And he gets called up for the last two games, goes off 19 points last night. Hit his first four shots. They gave him a game ball after the game. It's a great story of uh, perseverance, Kim. I agree 100%, man. I'd like to hear more stories like that instead of teams tank it. But anyway, on, on the reverse side of that, I got to – you want to talk about the D-League. Let's talk about dunces and doofuses and tools. The Dallas Mavericks last night, Morency cost me a huge parlay. These guys against Phoenix, that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. They were four-point favorites in that game, and they're losing by – the Phoenix Suns were beating them down. Like, what the hell? You talked about Cuban. Get a grip. That team blows. I can't believe what they did to my parlays last night. Brutal. An absolute disgrace. Oh, it was a disgrace. It was, uh, yeah. Like, where's the refunds? Give people back their money. That team sucks. No, an, an absolute uh, disgrace uh, last night. I fell for it, too. No, I fell for the big trap. I fell right in the trap door there. This is why, actually, I don't... Um, I'm not really in a hurry about the NBA. And speaking of which, tonight uh, we'll see when Tony Sakata steps up and in what, what he thinks about uh, about Andre Ingram uh, this evening. 33 DK points uh, last night, but um, you know there's two, there's a few meaningful games tonight. You know teams are sort of jockeying for position, but the real ones, obviously, Denver and Minnesota are playing for real. Yep. Winner gets into the playoffs, loser is out. Simple as that. Uh, that's that's clear cut, and uh, that that's pretty cool. And uh, we've got uh, Portland and Utah playing for a three seed and a division title head to head. Well, Golden State, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if Golden State's playing their guys, they're what are they losing by 40 points against the Utah Jazz? That makes a lot of sense. We'll see what we'll see what happens tonight. The, the That's NBA, why I laid the eight, man. The NBA playoffs are a little whack, man. They are. They yeah, are. they're coming into this year. Normally, 
Normally, the NBA playoffs, you're like, um, oh, you know, it's it's going to be Cleveland. It's going to be Golden, Golden State. State. Not, maybe not this year. You don't really know. It could be I think Houston, Houston could get there. Yep. There could be, you know. What about Philadelphia? Houston they are invincible. Philadelphia are a dangerous team. The Toronto Raptors, Raptors are dangerous. dangerous. I agree. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, the King. The King's always dangerous. Now, I'm checking in with Florio here. Things sound like quieter than normal. Is that what he said? No, to me, it sounds quieter than normal. I'm always scared we got... Uh, no, I'm, I look, because from my angle, I'm seeing uh, the board, and it looks green and yellow, and I think that's a good sign. No, that's and just, I know in Sincata, when steam shrimps come on, it peaks red. That's just us talking. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> <laughs> You're basically saying I'm not qualified to get a job at Radio Shack. Yeah, that's just us <laughs> talking right now. I know. It appears to be good. It, it looks, it sounds, I, I, have, I have no idea. Yeah, you know, one thing I didn't do, though, I didn't turn the Wi-Fi off. Oh. You're supposed to turn the Wi-Fi off. Maybe on the break? I got the hard line in, but I didn't turn the Wi-Fi off. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I assume, uh, I assume if we had a problem, uh, we would have been told by now. Yeah, exactly. I could usually tell because I still see things because when we get knocked off, you can't see the bars. So I see bars. Bars and tone. No, that's not true. The bars will be there anyway. No, no. When we're off, it go, when we're talking, it eventually goes to nothing. It's on a, about a two-second delay. Trust me, I'm watching the thing every time we go down. It, it goes down. Are you I, sure? I, I'm, I'm dead serious. Dead serious. That I know for a fact. Where the hell's Florio right now? Taking a leak? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Mike. Hey, Mikey. I don't know where he is. We're sending him messages right now. Oh. I don't know where this guy goes. It's like, uh, I've been in that room before. It's like a four-foot room. Like, Is that I, the room that's in the restaurant? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like a broom closet. It's like, it's like a broom closet. How big is it in comparison to the studio? What? Oh, the size of the table? No, it's like the size of our old radio studio. Oh, that, oh, that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, except there's Ooh. like seven dudes in there. The hot, the hot box. <laughs> that was really tight in there. Very hot. <laughs> Lots of perspiration in the hot box. Yeah, we, we've got we got a lot of we've got a lot of stuff uh, to get to, yep. a lot of stuff uh, to get to on the program. All right, Mike Florio's just gone, man. I don't know. It's he like, gone. He gone. He gone. He gone. All right. Uh, our new sound man, Drusilla, checks in on Twitter. Yep. Says, "No, you guys are good. Good. See, Drusilla knows. He. <laughs> no, you might be right about the lights and stuff like that. Gabe, Maybe I'm, I'm just paranoid. I got to be honest with you." Your, what you say about me and technology, it's absolutely true. Like, I'm, I, if I went into, like, a school of high school students, like, I'd get absolutely – actually, I'm thinking a bunch of grade twos or threes. I'm probably at that level when it comes – like, I know how to email. I know how to accept things. Like, I can work my way around a computer, but I don't know any tricks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're doing stuff at night that I don't think I know what I'm doing. But anyway, that's, that's beside the point. But uh, I, I try my best. NHL playoffs start tonight. Playoffs! Yeah, I'm ready to rock, NBA buddy. playoffs start on Saturday. Man, we got a ton of stuff to get to. Woo. I'm fired up for this stuff, actually. It feels like it's the, it's the start. I agree. Almost feels like week one of the NFL. I agree. You feel alive. NF NHL playoffs are something that actually you can get excited for. Yep. These games are going to be legendary. We're going to have games that go into double and triple overtime. As legendary a, stuff. As a, a single, middle-aged, uh, bald man, I now have a reason to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> The NHL playoffs, <laughs> at least for a couple of days until the NBA playoffs. Until the NBA playoffs. Yeah, that'll be really then, good. Then, you re then you'll be jumping right out of bed, uh, that, that, yeah. springing your step. Then we're fired up. And like, then when Raptors get eliminated, then it's yeah. going to be a big uh, letdown. It's going to be like yeah. uh, someone coming down off of like Molly or something like that. <laughs> You're going to be like Gary Player, 500 push-ups, hit the alarm clock. Yeah.
I haven't done 500 push-ups in my life. I, yeah, and I haven't done them in a long time. I used to have to do them for punishment, but uh, that's a long Who time ago. Who was punishing you? Uh, just when I played uh, our, one of our hockey coaches when we screwed up. He, he was one of those torture-type guys. Like, he really liked to put, like, weights on your legs and push-ups and stuff. He was, a mili- he went, he was in the military. You and our Tough coach guy. did, too? Uh, he used to slap us around a bit, too. You and our coaches yeah. did? Yeah, and hit us with a stick. Yeah, he used to do that, too. He just hit us, yeah. Anyway, back, back in the day, the guy would be in jail. It's called abuse. Back then, it was just getting you motivated. Oh, yeah, no, it's a, different, it's a whole different world we're living in right now hard, hard coaching yeah I, I, hey hard it coaching. made us better so uh we got the minnesota timberwolves uh tonight i'm taking uh i'm gonna denver. tell you something yep i'm all over denver yeah denver have won six basketball games in a row they're playing their best basketball of the season of course jimmy butler is back for the minnesota timberwolves but hard to trust the t wolves uh denver have dug down deep and you know during their six game win streak they've actually beaten four teams that are going to the playoffs four caliber four playoff uh, caliber exactly. basketball teams Denver, you know, they got Gary Harris back right now. I just think they have more heart and grit than Minnesota does. Minnesota's just kind of soft, man. Uh, we'll see if Jimmy Butler can put them over the top. And then we got Utah getting three and a half, by the half point, get it up to four at Portland. I think the uh, the road team is to play here. Portland are stumbling into the playoffs here suddenly, and Utah are freaking scorching, Ken. Great point. I think I'm going to take both dogs. I'm going to take the Nuggets on the road, and I'm going to, yeah, you know what, just take the dogs in the game. I'm, I think I, I'm going to take them both on the money line as well. You know what's interesting, actually? If Minnesota gets in, they're the eight seed, and they'll play Houston. They'll get swept. If Denver get in, they're actually the seven seed in a weird twist of wow. fate. Due to tiebreakers and really? stuff. So, yeah, Denver wins. They actually hop up to the seven spot. And they get the Golden State Warriors. Could be a little bit vulnerable right now, actually. Denver's got grit. If I'm the goal, if I'm the Denver Nuggets, I'm not scared of the Golden State Warriors. If, if you're going to play the Warriors, the best freaking time to play now. them is in two days. Yep, I agree 100%. It really is. They're not in sync. They yep. sort of, they, you know, like the Raptors got back in sync. The Raptors had that little lull. They're back in sync. They're ready to go for the playoffs. The Golden State Warriors sort of have some doubt. They and don't now, look right. And now it looks like Kevin Durant. And remember like before, it was like, man, Kevin Durant's such a good guy. He's taking a pay cut. He's playing yeah. with the Warriors. Is he? And I said to people, I said, guys, he's just doing this to buy time because yeah. he knows the CBA is going up and his contract will be higher. Supposedly uh, Durant's agents are to drop the bombshell on him. But, yeah, yeah. We're, we're thinking about exercising our option after this. Going into the playoffs. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, good. <laughs> like, wow. That is you know, unbelievable. So Durant just sort of drops this. Durant suddenly wants to get paid. It's like, dude, we, you just, it was like eight months What's ago, you just took the deal. And now suddenly, but Kevin Durant, if you notice, he cha- he's changing Kevin. Like, he used to be that really nice guy, yeah. next kid next door. He sounds <laughs> like more of a ruthless businessman who plays <laughs> basketball. Well. No, that's the last thing you want to tell somebody. Hey, man, I need more cake before we go into the playoffs. And in breaking news that everybody needs to know, um, Tristan Thompson. Yeah? Tristan Thompson uh, has got a sex tape out right now. And it's not with Chloe. No! <laughs> Except the problem is with this is uh, Chloe Kardashian is uh, nine months pregnant. She's about to have the kid like any day. She's going to pop. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's out... Uh, Canvassing, as Babana would say, he's canvassing uh, the club scene, and uh, there was a there's like pictures. I usually don't care about this stuff, but there was pictures of of him with chicks, like kissing and stuff. And um, he actually said, "No, no, no! I just made a bet with someone on the team. That's why I was kissing this girl." But now there's like a full out sort of sex tape and stuff, and you know, 
I feel really, really sorry for Khloe Kardashian. Kardashian. <laughs> exactly. Boo. No, no, wait. No, no, wait. Maybe I don't. The same freaking girl that brought a camera crew to Lamar Odom in a hospital yep. room when he was in a coma. Great call. Yeah, yeah I feel. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. No sympathy. <laughs> no. Screw her. It's no. That's the kiss of death. You're you're around those chicks. You might say it's just it's just a nightmare, dude. I, I mean, we all know this. I know. Why are, why are people going? Killers. Why are people going near? Justin them? Thompson goes from a. Uh, he, he was actually on fire when he, he started, before he started dating her. A 16 uh, rebound a night type yep. of guy. He's going to have 16 lawsuits and 16 kids when this thing's all said and done. <laughs> you know, he's just a normal kid from Scarborough. I know. You know, and I don't like criticizing him because even after he won an NBA championship, he played for Team Canada in Pan Am games and stuff. Like, he'll step up and he'll play, or at least he did then. But, man, the guy walks around like Ric Flair. He's got fur coats <laughs> and, like, canes. Um, like, he looks like a pimp. And then you got Khloe Kardashian. Like yeah, I'm gonna feel real sorry for Khloe Kardashian. Like good, good for you. I love that. Good for you, Tristan. For coats and games, yeah. <laughs> knocking up a Kardashian. Like, we'll go down the list of athletes and success that have taken off after they get away from the Kardashians. Tristan Thompson, fame and fortune didn't handle it well. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Is it just me, Cam, or are we getting a little bit of a rebirth here? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I hear uh, it's going twice. <laughs> we didn't touch anything. No, no dials. No dials were touched. All right, there, hey, there it is. Oh, there. Wow. Okay. I guess it was a, a situation. Oh, no, it's rain. Master, master there, control. Yeah, there's some rain outside, some winds. You never all we, know. All we can do is talk people. Like, you know, like <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, we're like, we're like pilots in the cockpit, but there's like a master control, I like uh, the I headquarters. I wouldn't call us pilots, but. <laughs> no, we're like, we're, pi- we're like pilots. <laughs> Truck drivers? That, yeah, that's closer. Let's bring in uh, Mark Lawrence. He's a pilot. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com, joins us. Mark, always a pleasure. How you doing? I'm doing terrific, guys. Uh, sounds like the reverb is gone, and we're back like we should be. Good to be with you. Yeah, you heard that as well, huh? <laughs> yes, we did, yes. <laughs> yes, we did, yes. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> you know, it was kind of cool. Like, it just I, I, it actually does sound cool. It was kind of cool yeah. going out with the music. It was yeah. sort of like, you know, like Sunday, 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 Sunday. Except coming back in, it wasn't cool anymore. Yeah. Then, then, yeah, then, then it wasn't cool. But you know what is cool, kids? Nothing is cooler 
and then Mark Lawrence's playbook. Uh, playbook.com, database, second to none, and you can get on the daily uh, mailing list for the uh, the coffee club, morning cup of uh, Joe with nothing's, Mark yeah, Lawrence. Nothing's hotter than the coffee club. Uh, Hot today's, coffee. Today's thought of the day, instead of oh Canada, no, no. Canada. Both Winnipeg and Toronto stand as legitimate contenders for the Stanley Cup as a nation hopes to break a 25-year drought. The last team to do so was the Montreal Canadiens in 1993. It's been so long that Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers, arguably the best player in the NHL, was quoted as saying, I don't even know what happens when a Canadian team wins the Cup. Do you go to the White House? Do you go to Parliament? I don't even know what you do. That's great. It's been a long time. A long time, buddy. And you know what, Mark? 25 years ago... The Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup, and uh, I was in the building. You were there. I was in the building, Mark, and I was actually a a scalper in those days. So I was selling tickets outside. I went in, saw the Canadiens win the Stanley Cup, and then there was a big riot uh, in Montreal, and uh, I sold beer to the rioters. Wow, you did everything. I sold, you know, tickets, I made thousands of Tickets, so- saw the Stanley Cup, yes. and, and kept them hydrated. And you, you know how it started, and I'll just tell it quickly, but I, this is how, as an entrepreneur, Mark, you like this. So I'm celebrating. I go outside on the street, and I lived in the area near the Montreal Forum, where the arena was. So I knew all the corner stores and stuff, right? And, you know, legally, you're not supposed to be selling beer after 11 o'clock at a corner store. Except, what, yeah. the Canadians just won a cup, but I knew everybody. So the Canadians win a cup. I go to my local corner store, and I buy uh, I buy a six-pack. And I'm standing on the street corner watching people start to set fires and the riots starting. I'm just enjoying it, <laughs> drinking my beer, minding my own business. And a guy comes up to me, man. Can I buy a beer from you? Can I get a beer? I give a guy. And then another guy. And all these people, where'd you get the beer? And then a guy just comes up, man. Uh, he goes, I'll give you five bucks for two of those right now. This is the old days when yeah. a six-pack was like five bucks. Exactly. Right? So he goes, I'll give you five bucks for two of those right now, man. I was like, yeah, all right. I sold them two for five, and then ding, 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 ding. Time to go back to get a case. I went back to the store. I bought 24. <laughs> exactly. I went back to the corner, sold that in two minutes. I built an empire in like an hour of like 23 <laughs> cases. I made like a ton of money. I was in the news, actually. Uh, because the cops eventually came up and they said, all right, uh, your store's closed. And they started smashing my cases. And, uh, yeah, it's actually on camera. They came, There's a picture of a cop. There's a video of a cop, like, kicking my cases of beer over in her glass and they're shattered. And, uh, and the editorial in the paper said, what a shameful uh, display of the citizens of the city rioting. And even worse... Somebody was in the middle of it all, adding fuel to the fire, selling alcohol to the riders. <laughs> that was me. That was me. That was me. So that was 25 years ago. Memories, Mark. Great days. Canadian team were, hasn't won since then. You were a cover boy at the Labatt's Library, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> Statue of limitations have uh, passed. That's why I tell that, tell that story uh, now. Uh, but with all, all kidding aside, uh, I said this earlier, guys, uh, on Twitter, my prediction for the Stanley Cup, it's not a sexy one. They're favorites at plus 400. But I think the Nashville Predators get it done uh, this year, Mark. That's my pick to win the Cup. Yeah, they look to be the team to beat, unquestionably. Uh, having been there, done that, they look like uh, they bring, I think, the best arsenal into the playoffs here. It's a question of whether or not there's going to be an upset. You know, somebody's going to come along and, you know, say otherwise. I know our buddy, uh, Brian Blessing in Vegas, he likes the Columbus Blue Jackets. 
he thinks that they have a, a shot at 30 to one. I guess it's a pretty good, pretty good shot. But uh, bottom line here is I have to make a favorite to have to be the Predators. I agree with that. Oh, now that yeah. I now that yeah. I know blessings on the jackets, I'm going to load up on caps <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> but I'm all kidding aside, we love you, blessing. Um, uh, Mark, how about the Las Vegas Golden Knights? Just from a gaming uh, standpoint, we're going to go over some numbers later in the show, courtesy of the Las Vegas Sun. Uh, that uh, did a piece on this, but uh, the Golden Knights were easy the most profitable team in the league to bet on. If a better wager at $100 on Vegas every game, he or she would be up $1,700 going into the playoffs. That's $500 more than the Nashville Predators, most profitable team uh, in the league. How about this one, Mark? 51 and 31 on the puck, puck line, line man. That's and, and that's at plus two, like one minus one and a half, plus 240, stuff like that. Yeah, that's a lot of Ooh. plus monies, but yep. what a run by Vegas, and I don't think they're winning the Stanley Cup, but I think this series against the Kings guys is going to go seven games and uh, a lot of lower scoring. For the record, guys, the Kings and the um, the Knights played four times this year. All four games went under, under the number. Under the number. We like under five and a half in this game. There's a hop, hockey tip from the tipsters, me and Cam, for you, uh, Mark. Did That's they split the- that series? Gabe 2-2 uh, along the way this year? Did they split out? Uh, that the is... And the Kings? Uh, that is correct. Yep. Yeah, and, and the only time the game was uh, the total, they all went under. One game was six flat, and the, all the other games were five and a half. And tonight's uh, total is five and a half. Las Vegas, five of the last six Golden Knight games have gone under the number. They've been playing to the under yep. for a little while. The Kings actually beat them the last two times, Mark. They went back-to-back, a home-and-home series, and it sort of catapulted. Vegas dominated one of the games in Vegas, and then it sort of catapulted uh, the Kings onto their playoff run. But... Speaking of the playoffs, NBA playoffs are around the corner, and we got a fun game tonight, uh, Mark, with the Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Me and Cameron is talking about this game. Denver's shown a hell of a lot of heart, man, winning the last six straight games like this, uh, four of which are against uh, playoff teams. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, all for all the marbles, obviously, the team that wins, you're in, you're, you don't, you're going golfing tomorrow. Uh, you take a look at the Timberwolves here. They play pretty good. Jimmy Butler back in the lineup. But I'm going to look at the Nuggets in this basketball game here. I like uh, I like the way they're playing basketball right now. Nuggets, a uh, little less pressure, I think, than Minnesota here. I think it's be a heck of a basketball game. But uh, bottom line, in must-win situations between two teams, almost always taking the points. Mark, I also saw some uh, interesting uh, notes I'm on the coffee club with the Miami Heat. 6-0 ATS when coming off consecutive losses. That's true right now. And the Raptors just don't play well against Miami for some reason. 1-4 ATS in the last five against the Heat. And uh, Miami's playing Toronto tonight. It leans, uh, I think, uh, the Heat might be on your betting card tonight. Am I right there, Mark? They are on my betting card tonight. Uh, you take a look, Cam. The way this game sets up, I mean, you got Miami not only up a 22-point home loss, but they were waxed by 24 the game before that. So they're in here off back-to-back 20-point beats. Toronto comes in off back-to-back double-digit wins, and Miami has the revenge in this basketball game. I think it's all heat in this contest tonight. I didn't like the number. I choked a little bit at the number. I thought this was going to be more like about three or four, but uh, you got to lay a touchdown here. I'll do that with the heat here in this game tonight. It's 1,000% a meaningless game for the Toronto, Toronto Raptors. Exactly. But the fact of the matter is the Raptors have been playing meaningless games for the last three games, and they keep winning anyways. Um, but, yeah, it looks like Miami is in a good spot uh, here this evening. Um, all right, we've got uh, Portland. Portland and um, Utah, they're playing for a division title uh, tonight. And the Utah Jazz, man, a scorching basketball team. Dave Malinsky was talking about this yesterday, uh, Mark. After the Houston Rockets, the Utah Jazz have the best uh, record uh, in the league 
uh, since the All-Star break, and even going back uh, before that, they've been a freaking tear. Uh, this team now Portland suddenly struggling a little bit Damian Lillard's not 100% his ankle is uh is you know it's just it's not all there big big game tonight but as you stated Mark earlier getting those three and a half four points is pretty attractive with a scorching hot Utah team right now I would think so too. I mean, they haven't done anything wrong as Utah here, and they've got 19 point loss revenge. You say Portland's not playing their best basketball right now. Utah is. The only thing that is a concern to me is the fact that they just drilled the Golden State Warriors defending champs. Sometimes teams can get a little bit fat after beating the defending champs, but I think it goes to Utah's momentum. I have to grab the points in this basketball game as well. Uh, two good teams playing basketball. Revenge to the dog who's playing the better ball. I'll take the points with the Jazz. Hey, Mark, uh, San Antonio, uh, we know about the Spurs, and uh, recently in, uh, in years these guys can't finish it down the stretch. 1-6-1 and one ATS in the last game of the season. You think a team with their pedigree, they'd probably end up you know, wanting to do well winning that final game, but uh, the old-timers on this team, not very good against the spread in the last little while, buddy. No, they've never been uh, caring uh, much at all about uh, games down the stretch in the basketball season. Go back to the Duncan days. That might be a Popovich trait with this basketball team. I think they're more focused personally on getting to the playoffs, if you will. Uh, Pelicans prove their worth. I mean, make the playoffs here. A little bit of revenge for New Orleans in this basketball contest here. I'd probably stay at home with New Orleans in the game. I really don't like it, but put a gun to my head, I'd probably lay the points with the Pelicans. I'm staying away from all these NBA <laughs> games tonight, except with the exception of the two ones that really actually do matter. Because you know, even you know, even some of these other teams that they're playing for for playoff position, I don't want to say that Miami are losing on purpose, Mark. But I don't think they wanted to get the sixth seed. Uh, you know, I think they all want that seventh seed because you're going to play Boston. Nobody wants to play the Philadelphia 76ers with the three seed uh, right now. But it's a dangerous game to play when a pro team starts sort of trying to handpick their opponent it's a dangerous way to uh to to approach to lose going into the playoffs but still i mean the results are still there these teams i wonder if anyone really actually wants that six seed in the east that's probably a good question, Gabe. I think if you're a coach, uh, no coach wants to believe that a team wants to handpick their opponent. Uh, they don't want to believe that the team's going to lay down to do just that. You want to believe that as a coach, you're going to go out and give your best effort in every game that you put forward here. So it remains to be seen. There's a lot of bandying going about on this card here tonight. A lot of games have been pushed and moved uh, with some big-time moves because of some possible implications. And I'm saying possible, uh, like the Washington Wizards game, for instance, moves off the opener just because Washington has a little bit of a window to their position here tonight. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers in their basketball game against the Knicks, a big, big number here. But I'd be a little cautionary there that way, just given the fact that, uh, it is, yes, it's an important game for the Cavs, but this is a right-back revenge rematch for the Knicks. Cleveland just beat them at New York by 14 points, and they've got to go back and beat them by 16 here tonight. I think that could be a big, big uh, puzzle to solve here. So handicapping this last card, this last of the season, is really, really tricky, as you say, and I think a person is much better off focusing in on games that have importance, have meaning, and you can handicap the game for what it is. It's like betting the uh, Week 17 of the National Football League. And it's been like this, actually, for like the last two, three weeks in the National Basketball Association. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl. Villanova wins the NCAA championship. In the city of champions, Philadelphia right now. The Philadelphia Phillies, nah, Gabe no. Kapler's not winning a World Series. Sixers. Uh, this year. Philadelphia Flyers probably not winning a, uh, 
a Stanley Cup uh, this year. They're not winning a Stanley Cup. No, they're not. They're dangerous, though. The Philadelphia 76ers, a dangerous basketball team with a win tonight. They nailed down the third seed in Eastern Conference. But Mark Lawrence, like Lee Corso, says, not so fast, my friend. Uh, Sixers in a weird trend ATS situation, but they're a freaking dangerous team going into the playoffs. And I think they're legitimate contenders to win Eastern Conference. Well, right now they're looking that way. Uh, no doubt about it, Gabe. They're playing as best as anybody is in, in the entire league. Uh, obviously, they take the biggest win streak going into the contest here. You know, what's going to determine, I think, honestly, who's going to come out of the East this year? Obviously, you got to get past LeBron James uh, because he, he's lived in the conference finals since he's uh, been in the NBA. But the bottom line here is teams that have better road records you know how to win games away from home on the road. I think those are the types of teams that can beat LeBron James. James, and you take a look up and down the East, there's one team that stands out in the East. The best road record of all teams, the Boston Celtics, who are a little bit beat up right now, but don't underplay the Boston Celtics here. Maybe the best coach in Brad Stevens, and like I say, this team knows how to win games away from home, 28-13 and 13 on the road, so keep an eye on the Celtics in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Just for the record, the Sixers 3-9 and nine against the spread is home chalk without rest, while the Bucks are 13-3 and three straight up. Last 16 games in the series, as well as 6-1 and one ATS away versus 600 winning percentage uh, foes. A lot, a lot of numbers uh, speak to the Milwaukee Bucks in this basketball game. I do. Uh, you know, and the pressure being all on Philadelphia, as we mentioned here, you know, having to win, uh, not only to continue that win streak, but to nail down that number three slot here. This is a Milwaukee basketball team that feels pretty good about themselves. They, too, own a pretty good road record. They're 25 and 16 on the road. They know how to win games away from home here. I think with the importance, the need to Philadelphia, eight points looks pretty attractive to me in the Bucks in this game. Well, Mark, before we let you go, baseball tonight, I looked in the coffee club, and uh, you don't want to lay 270 very often, but Cleveland and Carrasco, 11-1 and versus the Detroit Tigers, maybe put them in some parlays, and uh, we got the gas can, Jordan Zimmerman on the hill for the Tigers. This guy's a train wreck, 160 whip, uh, ERA close to 9. You don't want to lay it down, but the Tribe should pummel these guys at 610 Eastern. Well, you know what, you, like you say, Cam, you, uh, laying big chalk like that is not in my blood, but the reason I mention those things is it keeps you out of dogs like the gas can, as you mentioned. It keeps you away from Zimmerman. Uh, yeah. Not that you want to make that play, but it keeps you out of biting with that dog in a contest like this. The Tribe just dominates the Tigers here, and Carrasco dominates Detroit as well. So uh, don't touch the game. If you're looking at Detroit, stay away and you know watch the Tribe continue their winning ways. I've got a piece of the Toronto Raptors to win the Eastern Conference at uh, plus 500. I've got 900. Yeah, that's yeah. even better. <laughs> I know. Plus 900. Right now, they're plus 145. Wow. Cleveland Cavaliers are plus 120. Raptors are plus 145. But the Philadelphia 76ers, I just wanted to bring them up, plus 650, Mark, to win the Eastern Conference. They could beat anybody. Like, they, they really could. And they're going to get beat back, and they're only going to get more dangerous. They really could beat anybody in the Eastern Conference uh, right now. I think at plus 650 to win a couple of series is, look, even if they get to the, the Eastern Conference Finals and you have it at plus 650, it's not a bad hedge situation. Wanted to bring that up. Uh, check out Mark Lawrence's uh, playbook. He's going to uh, have a, a ton of information throughout the NBA playoffs. Mark, it's always a pleasure. In my pleasure, guys. Enjoy the pucks and the baskets. I'll catch you next week. Be good. Sixers plus 650. That's an attractive number for a team that hasn't lost in like two freaking months, it seems. Game Time Decisions Ready and Rage Radio continues. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? 
or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rich Radio on a Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Renzi. Thanks to Mark Lords for uh, joining us on the program. All right, so the countdown is on right now. Stanley Cup playoffs begin uh, this evening. Lou will join us in a couple of minutes from uh, Gamblue.com. We'll talk some UFC. As the cards just keep coming right now, UFC and Glendale. It's actually a pretty cool card. A lot of veteran uh, fighters. We'll see if there's any uh, good gambling and gaming opportunities on the card where we're talking about the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And let's just give you some facts uh, right now. Uh, courtesy of the Las Vegas Sun, as far as the Las Vegas Golden Knights historic betting season as it progresses into the playoffs. We mentioned the Golden Knights, most profitable team in the league to bet on. It's about $100 on, on the uh, regular line. You'd be at 1700 bucks uh, right now. And a lot of guys throw that puck line in. Ho, 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 ho. In the puck line, they were 51 and 31. So that's 20 games over. So 20 games over, an average probably between plus 210 and plus 240 for each puck line. That's a little high. Maybe plus, well, no, <laughs> but no, no, but plus. That's like, a little high. No, but minus one and a half, plus 180 and stuff. Like, you know, a lot of the time, like, you're getting the over 200 with it. The, no, but the odds makers caught on to Vegas after about 30 games or so. The first month, it was like, ah, they can't keep doing this. First Second month, month, but they made crazy, crazy odds with them they, over they, time. They yeah. caught up to Vegas pretty quickly because they were they were getting killed. They were getting killed. Like, for the most part, like, for the last half of the season, dude, Vegas minus one and a half was like plus, plus 100. Yeah, they changed. Yeah, time, plus, yeah. plus 120, plus 125. Like, that, that became a new deal. We'll get to this, so. All right. Uh, if a better uh, placed $100 on a Golden Knights only at home this year, you'd be up $1,100. Second most profitable uh, team at home. The only other team is more profitable at home. Winnipeg Jets. That is correct, Cam. Yeah, they don't lose at home. And they're playing at home tonight. Impressive. My math with the money line was a little bit jump. Yeah, Jets, yeah, Jets, yeah, well. Jets, Jets. No, well, just, you're like you're. No, it's, like, saying, it's like when you're going and shopping into a grocery store. store. We're not talking about the prices you want. Like you wanted, you know, plus three. You kept like, yeah. Oh yeah, minus one and a half, plus two fifty, yeah. plus two. Yeah. It's like, I want Hagen Dawes on for two ninety nine, but I'm, I'm sorry, I gotta, you know, it's that's only worse than my, that's worse than my Firefox teaser, man. <laughs> Plus two fifty. At the start of the at the start of the year, they were plus one and a half. Mine, plus mine, yeah, they were mine, brutal. Yeah, you know, plus two fifties minus uh, yeah. two and a half pucks. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. But the five run still not as bad as the five rocks. All right. Another way Vegas busted the books uh, was being uh, consistent to the over. On the total, the Golden Knights finished uh, with uh, forty two games going over the number, thirty eight games going under, and two pushing. Yeah, that's not that. That's pretty close. Yeah, because you know what happened is uh, Vegas started putting up sixes. Instead of five and a half. Well, they started playing a lot of low-scoring games down yeah. the uh, the end of the year. In the last about yeah, month yeah. and a half, they went on like a 16-9 under run. Five of the last six Golden Knights game went under uh, the number. 
All right, so uh, no game against the Los Angeles Kings that they played uh, this year um, went uh, went over the number. Uh, there was a game. Uh, there was a four-two game and a total six. It was a push. Yep. The other three games all featured five goals. Tonight's total is five and a half. I actually like the under a lot in this hockey game this evening. It'll be one of my bigger bets, which uh, could lead to a frustrating night because it's the last game. <laughs> Last game. You're right. Uh, uh, oh, the old, the old Ted Eastern. Yeah, because the other two games, weird. Winnipeg's in central time, but their game's going off at 7 Eastern, and Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are playing at exactly the same time. This is just my opinion. I think you should stagger it. You should have the Flyers and Penguins play at 7. You have the Jets and Wild. You play at 830, and then you have the Kings and uh, Knights. You can go back and forth, back and forth. I don't understand why they put two games at 7 o'clock when a team is in a different time zone, Marenzi. You get my drift? Yeah, it's... Uh, no, think about it. Staggered makes sense, actually. You'll go back uh, and forth. Dude, you'll watch everything. I don't know, man. They like, have, who's running this league? They have the second and the third seed in the Eastern Conference playing each other in the first round. That's another point. It's like a beer league. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a beer oh, league. It's ridiculous. It's like a beer league. Like, even a beer league, if they did this bracket, they'd be like, well, doesn't really make sense that these two, you know, we're going to play each other. But it's like, yeah, well, listen, Johnny's got to work at the toll cut truck uh, company on Thursday. We got to, you know... That's why we have the two. And it's like even a beer league <laughs> would send out like an email. I know. Many of you are wondering why uh, Chuck's Warehouse is taking on Ikea uh, in the first round. It's because Chuck, uh, Chuck's got a busy night on Friday night. Uh, a lot of accidents on the 401. So, you know, we, he's got to play. So that's why, you know, the seedings don't count this year. Sorry, guys. Like the seedings don't Why even play the regular season then if they, you're not going to reward the teams who do well? They get points to everybody. I know. All right. Uh, so we mentioned the Golden Knights were 51-31 and 31 on the puck line. Um, that's one win behind the Colorado Avalanche for the best puck line uh, record in the league. So Colorado. Wow. Colorado, when they do well, they do really well. Colorado were 50-32 and 32 on the puck line uh, this year. Colorado and Las Vegas were the most profitable puck line teams of the last three years. Wow. No team had gone 52 and 30 on the puck line since the 2015 Calgary Flames. Not since 2009. The New York Islanders. It's got to be fake news. The Islanders never won 53 games on the puck line. Does it say what kind of puck line? The plus one and a half and the minus one and a half? It's both. Uh, it's exactly. It's both. That's uh, now. Now it's real news. Were the New York Islanders that good in two thousand? Uh, they were okay. They're, it's better in the eighties, but uh, yeah, they, they had a couple. Remember when they upset Pittsburgh with uh, Joe Fulwer and Dave Volek and that team? That was one of the biggest uh, playoff upsets ever. Pittsburgh was loaded. The Golden Knights famously opened up uh, as the last choice in the future odds to win the Stanley Cup, including two hundred to one at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. They'll open up the playoffs uh, with it being the sixth choice behind the Predators, Penguins, Lightnings, Bruins, uh, and Nets. They are now 10-1 to 1 at the Las Vegas uh, Super Bowl. Really? When we were there, uh, a lot of books had them at 3-1 to 1 because they were worried about getting pummeled. Remember we were there? They said they had to do that because Here, guys were some hard. This is something interesting, actually, right now. If Even right now, if you're like, I'm sick of the Golden Knights, screw you, shut up. Um, I'm talking to you if you're sick of it. Uh, but here's something uh, that's good that has nothing to do with the Golden Knights just as a whole. But in the last 10 years, Cam, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and this is something because Meany, our boy Chris Meany, and what's the name of the show in the morning? Talking Trash? Is that what it is? Talking Trash? Yeah, yeah. So Meany was talking trash on Twitter to me because uh, somebody said, uh, oh, I'm glad for you the NHL playoffs is back. Enjoy it. A nice girl in Oklahoma. And I said, yeah, yeah I'll enjoy it. Sooner or later? No, another girl in Oklahoma. Oh, you do well in the Sooner State. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so, 
We love Sue. Sue at least is my girl. Yeah, she's Oklahoma. your girl. Yeah, there's another girl. She's not Oklahoma. the only girl from the state of Oklahoma that tweets me. Yeah, I got it. All right. <laughs> I got the message. They probably all know each other. Maybe. maybe. They all live in Norman. I don't know where they live. I don't know. What's the story? But, but anyways, I said, I'm, I said, no, I'm really looking forward to Saturday in the NBA playoffs. And then Chris Meany said, yeah, the NBA playoffs, where every series favorite minus 600 and only two teams can win. And uh, here's a fact right now. Last 10 Stanley Cup playoffs, only two teams have won the Stanley Cup with odds of 10 to 1 or more. Interesting. Something to think about. Yeah, so, so, so what it just is, discount anybody right there. No, I'll tell, I'll tell you, talking trash, meaning the things that happened in the NHL happened in the first and second round, but the, still the teams that are supposed to win usually meet. It's, it's just the, the upsets. It seems like Washington who go out in the first round year after year after year. That's the stuff that happens. L.A. and Chicago have won like six of the last oh, – yeah. L.A., Chicago, and Pittsburgh have won like yep. nine of the last ten cups yep. or something. It's usually the same teams. I mean, Pittsburgh, no one's talking about them, but they're gunning for their third consecutive. Pittsburgh, I don't understand why people aren't talking about them. They're but, damn scary. But that, that's, this, this, this is actually pretty interesting, though, Cam. So out of the last 10, 10, 10 Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, only twice is a team with odds larger than 10 to 1 won the Stanley Cup. So let's take a look at the teams right now. Who's uh, below 10 to 1? So basically anyone over 10 to 1, throw them out, discount them. Nashville Predators were four to one. They're now plus three seventy five. Tampa Bay Lightning are plus five seventy five. Mm. Boston Bruins are plus six twenty five. Yeah. Winnipeg Jets are seven to one. Maybe. For the record, Tim Anderson uh, was on my uh, podcast last yeah. night. What the same guy? Uh, Patrick Reed would uh, never, never lead, 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 lead by less than two or three strokes. Yeah, I, I take it for I, I take it verbatim. Tim Anderson picked the Winnipeg Jets to win the Stanley Cup. Well, that's done. That's a disaster. That's the last thing you want to hear. You believe the curse is real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, because yeah, the minute he said that in golf, you saw what happened there. The guy, obviously, in one hole, the guy's tied for the lead. Anything he says on Twitter saying, "Oh, it's going to be an easy roll," oh, don't worry, three-stroke lead all day. It's it's not it's not true. The opposite happens. So that's a, that's bad news if you're a Winnipeg Jets fan. You got cursed. All right, Cab. You thought you were a hot shot. It was pretty impressive that you answered Winnipeg before. Yes. Um, who are the two teams that won the Stanley Cup in the last ten years? In the last 10 years, with odds of 10 to 1 or better. Of odds of 10 to 1 or better? Yeah. You answer this correctly, next bucket of chicken's on me. Really? I'll order us Kentucky Fried Chicken. Not right now, but at a future date, future show. Okay. Last 10 years. Last at 10 over years. 10, at over 10 Two to 1. Teams. Was Los Angeles one of them? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Please hit this. Okay, let me think. Okay. And Boston. I'll give you one more crack. Just because I'm a nice guy. That year they beat Vancouver. Just because I'm, just I'm a nice guy, I'll give you one more crack. Oh. <laughs> Right now, little little music. Are they both? I, uh, are they both in the? Are they both in the Western Conference? Little music, no hits. Oh, I, okay, I, I, okay, no I'm hits. Giving, yeah, I'm giving, I got I'm Los Angeles. It. Okay, I just yeah. gave you. I gave you another crack at this. I know you did. Uh, a little Jeopardy music, something dee, be nice dee, 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 dee. I'm gonna go with uh, Pittsburgh. I kind of feel like a dick right now. Mm-hmm. It's Los Angeles and Los Angeles. That's that's. <laughs> no, what? That's a win then. I'm gonna ask the people on Twitter. That's not win. Well, I didn't go Los Angeles, Los Angeles. I you, said Los Angeles. No, you said Los but Angeles. I, you, you said there's you, another team. You, no, I didn't say. I never used that term. 
I said it happened twice. You said Los Angeles, that's and then a, you willingly threw out the word that's Boston. That's a trick. You willingly threw out the word Boston. That's a trick. I'm here for the view to the listeners on this, that's, whether that was a trick or not. I don't think I, it was a trick. I know LA won the one time. I, I didn't even set you I up. I know they were huge dogs. You said Los time. Angeles, and then you blurted out Boston. You didn't say L.A. and L.A. I said the team that did it twice. That should count as as a win. If this is Jeopardy, you're not getting the win. No, because he would say that. And then you'd no, be crying in the, the question, Alex Trebek would say, Trebek no, 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 you're wrong. In the question, he'd say the same team did it twice. Because you'd have to tell me, or else, of course, I'm going to assume another team did it. Am I right? I didn't help you much. much you didn't you, help me much. When, when you asked if the other team was in a Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said, I can't tell you yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, I'm happy I got something. A bucket, I'll order. A, <laughs> no, it's okay. We'll get a night piece. We'll get a night piece. We'll get something. We'll go rolling gravy. It's all good. Yeah, that Los Angeles Kings team, I remember that one year they got in, they were like 40 to 1, I think. I wasn't sure about the second time. I thought they had a pretty, they were one of the favorites that time. All right, so this is interesting. The volatile and volatility of the NHL playoffs has shown through in the first round. That's it. In past years. Favorites have gone 23 and 17. In the first round over the last five years. That's what I was talking so about. So they've only won six more series, 40 series. Last 40 playoff series in the NHL, the favorites only won 23 of them. So you blindly betting the underdog in every playoff series, you're, you're making a little money right there. I agree with Actually, you. Actually, a lot of money. And the thing is, like you talk about it, sure, sometimes the best teams get to the final, but I was saying in the first and second round, especially in the first round, a team like the Lightning could go down. A team like Boston, like you take the Leafs at plus 130. I know that Columbus is only plus 110. I think they're a good bet. Yeah, a lot of these dogs are going to come through big time. What do you think? All right, according. This is according to uh, CBS Sportsline's computer projections. Yep. And actually, you know what? The CBS Sportsline... Uh, it's like the best part of their site, but they charge you for it. Yeah, you got to pay. <laughs> they have like a projection thing. It's not bad. It's like a supercomputer. Yeah, their supercomputer is actually pretty good. <laughs> um, actually, I predicted a winner in like a couple golf tournaments, too. Their supercomputer is good. Yeah, their supercomputer yeah, spits out a golf winner every now and then. It's, it's hit or miss, but yeah. It, it, you know what? They, it's good with the golf can, can pick because there's no emotion to it, right? So it'll spit out whatever the odds yep. are. It might be a 12 to 1 guy. Might be 30, 40. Yeah, it might be a 40 to 1 guy. I think the computer, CBS Sports computer, like Matt Kuchar at the Masters, as like a sleeper. He played all right. He played all right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's not bad. All right, so but for the record, the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins have the uh, the best chance of winning the Stanley Cup. That's what I was going to say, them or Nashville. Second is the Las Vegas Golden Knights. That's crap. I don't believe that. That either. is absolute crap. They I, don't, say, I don't even have them. The, the Vegas Golden Knights have an 18% chance of winning the Stanley Cup. They got a 2% a chance You're to win. You're saying 2%. I'm saying 2%. You tell me. 2%. What do you think? I think they have a... Uh, 4%? The Las Vegas Golden Knights are not winning the Stanley Cup. I don't care like about people of the futures, 15, all the people. 15%. You think 15%? They've got a chance. They, they have a good record in the regular season, but... They get, you know, what do you think happens tonight? I'm taking the Kings in the under. You know what sucks? I've been sort of like waiting to pick on Vegas, and I did bet against them quite a bit down the stretch. Yep. And at first I was like, man, the L.A. Kings, good matchup uh, for the Kings against Vegas here. But I don't know. I'm not getting in front of this, Cam. That, that place is going to be rocking tonight. Vegas I understand. Be flying around. And one thing about the Las Vegas Golden Knights is they're not like a lot of people. How are they going to handle the playoffs? Oh, this is new to them. 
my deal is they're just a little undersized. I think it'll catch up to them if the playoffs go on. Yeah, they still have guys I like I think they can get Neil. through this first round. But, you know, all that crap about how they can handle the playoffs, man, they got a bunch of veterans. They're, I know. They're not a rookie team. No, they're not. They have a bunch of dudes that have won Stanley Cups on their team before and have been in Stanley Cups and have been deep in the playoffs and have been in the playoffs. They're not a young team, so I don't think... I don't think they're going to be nervous. You know how you it's break- not like there's they're a young, old suspension team. I'm going to tell you how you break down this series. If they want to call a lot of stuff and they want to keep it the same as the regular season, the Kings are in big trouble. If they go to that's the, a good point. If they go to the playoffs aisle where the Kings are bigger, tougher, are going to clutch and beat the crap out of these guys, that's a good point. It's an advantage for the Kings. I got to see the refereeing and see which way they're kind of going before I, I, I adjust my my bets. I'm going to start off with the Kings, and then if they're going to call a lot of penalties and give Vegas power plays all the time, the Kings are dead because that's do you believe that's, that's that could happen? Do you believe Vegas is faster? Do you believe that the NHL wants Las Vegas to win? They prefer Las I would, Vegas. I think they prefer Las Vegas over Los Angeles. Yes, it's a very good point that you raise as far as the penalties uh, that are called. And I hate to be so simplistic, uh, but the fact of the matter is, it's just a reality. When talking about hockey, it comes down to goaltending. Yeah, it does. Flurry versus quick. I like quick. It does. Like somebody, somebody's got to steal. Like it, 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 quick's getting older. Someone's gonna help. Like they don't play. They don't shoot on each other. No. But it's a battle in the sense that one of them has to steal it for the other guy. You don't win the NHL playoffs. Nope. If you're a bad goaltender, it doesn't matter how good you you're are. You're screwed. Exactly. You can win. You can escape one game. Look at the Flyers. Like, they lose every game in the playoffs 5-4. Yeah. Crap goaltending. Yeah, you know. Marc-Andre Fleury's been there, done that. He so has. Jonathan Quick. Two veterans. I like the under 5.5. We're betting every game to go to overtime. Lou joins us. Gamblue.com coming up next. And we'll tell you about a cool uh, free roll of... Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fessy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game time decisions, red heat and rage at radio. Oh, it looks like we've got NFL preseason schedule being released. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor and the Buffalo Bills take on the Cleveland Browns in week two. Revenge. You know, I actually like uh, the LA Rams. I threw that out there on Twitter earlier in the day. 12 to 1. LA Rams, 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. They made a lot of nice upgrades in every position, defense, offense, everywhere. 12-1, to 1, should get a little bit more. They're a deep and stacked team. All right, let's bring in uh, somebody who knows something about being uh, deep and stacked. <laughs> deep pockets. Lose wallet. Yeah, Lose wallet. Deep pockets. Stacked. Nothing but winners. Lou from Gamblue.com joins us. What's up, Lou? Not too much, fellas. It's a great day. Hockey playoff start. 
on uh, this evening, and we got a great UFC fight card in my backyard, Glendale, Arizona, on Saturday, a matinee card here. Are you going yeah. to the card? Are you going to go to the fights? I am going to the fights. I'm taking my 21-year-old. We got some uh, got hooked up for some uh, really nice tickets and uh, be able to go down there, say hello to my friends from the press and a lot of the people we deal with. And it should be a great uh, afternoon, and I love the card. You know what I like about you, Lou? You don't screw around. Like, you, you, like we've met, me and Gabe have known guys for, like, 20 years. We'll meet you in Vegas, and they don't show. Like, we just do the you show. You're, you're in the room when we come there. You know what I mean? And now you're going to the card. i got to say, hand it, Lou, Lou. Your word is gold. Well, hey, I, the old man told me that when you leave here, ain't nothing you can take with you except your word. So that's what I try and work on. So UFC yeah. on Fox 29 before we get to the Stanley Cup uh, playoff uh, last, predictions with Luke. The last one was good, Marenzi. That was a good card, the last Fox card. Remember all the fights? Yes. Uh, they were wicked. And it uh, should be a pretty violent card uh, this week as well. Let's start off uh, with the main event, Dustin Poirier and uh, Justin Gaethje. Um, you know, this is, man, this is going to be a fight. Two fighters with bad intentions. Two fighters, they're going to stand in a phone booth and uh, stand and, and bang here, Lou. Yeah, I think Poirier is going to uh, util- try and utilize uh, his strengths in this fight, and I think that will be uh, more movement, a little more control of distance, some counter-punching, and a little more precision punching. He's a more of a scientific fighter, whereas Gaethje's more of a caveman. He's going to come straight forward to engage. Lou, uh, Carlos, yeah, who, you, uh, yeah, who do you like in this one? Camp's moving on to another fight. Camp's not big with the follow-up question. Like, uh, I, I think uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's going to be a great fight, but, to, but I lean to Gaethje because I think sometime during 25 minutes he's going to catch Poirier, and, and I, I, I think Poirier has trouble against guys that bully him, yet... Uh, Gaethje could be made for Poirier coming in chin first, swinging with haymakers, uh, and with a precision puncher like Poirier. Poirier's faced and beaten some capable fighters. I think the power with is with Gaethje here. It's interesting. Poirier's five nine, Gaethje's five eleven. Yet Poirier's actually the one with the the reach advantage, seventy three uh, to seventy one, right there. I like Gaethje a lot. I'm not saying I, li- I like him a lot in this fight. I do think he's going to win a fight, but he's a hard fighter not to like, and he's an entertaining fighter. Same with Poirier. Uh, but ultimately, I think that Poirier just, you know, I think the miles might catch up to him a little bit here. I like the, uh, what's what's the age, actually, Lou? What, what's the age of these two? Uh, yeah, Poirier is uh, 28 and Gaethje's 29. I will invite uh, all the listeners to uh, listen to, uh, wow. Google, uh, Google Eddie Alvarez on Poirier Gaethje because Eddie Alvarez has re- recently fought both. And to summarize what he says is that he seemed to think that there was a couple of times in his fight with Poirier that he felt Poirier was succumbing to giving in. And he felt that in the fight against Gaethje that, w- that there was never a time that he felt Gaethje was giving in to succumbing to anything. And that's telling to me. Yeah, that's good advice. And uh, you know what? And and when in doubt, too. Not so much in doubt. If you're in doubt, don't bet on a fight. But 
you know, this is somewhat of a toss-up fight. I'm actually surprised, though, that Gaethje's not a small favorite uh, here. I mean, the guy is a freaking juggernaut. He ran into Alvarez. He got caught up in the moment. It is what it is. I think he learns from that, and he moves forward. Hard for me not to like Gaethje uh, here, Lou. Get him at the, in a plus-110 range. Yeah, no argument. Gaethje, and, and now I tell you this. If Boye was plus-120, I'd probably have to look that way. <laughs> All right, Cam. Feel free to move on to the next fight now. Like, <laughs> hey, Lou. Uh, yeah, Cam's asking questions. Like, we haven't even given a damn pick yet. That's a good point. We got to get picks for all the fights. Hey, uh, Lou. What about uh, Matt Brown's injured for this fight? So Oliveira's in there. Carlos Condit, a guy that we really, really like too, an absolute warrior. But you know, I was talking to Gabe, struggling in his last fights, two and six in his last eight. But he's getting plus one seventy in this fight uh, against Oliveira. What do you think about this one? Uh, are you going to bite with the dog, or uh, this could be bad news for? Uh, Carlos Condit? I, you know, the critical component to any formula that I try and end up establishing for a wager is that I have to feel that my team or my individual fighter is going to show up and provide their best effort. Condit is not mentally, emotionally committed to fighting, and that's why his record looks the way it is. And so, no, he's, he's not a dog I'm considering, and I do favor Cowboy Oliveira in this fight. You know what the problem? You're right. Carlos, you look at the number, and it's somewhat tempting and attractive. You're like, man, you're getting Carlos Condon as an underdog against Oliveira here. Oliveira's good, not great. He's okay. But as you mentioned, I mean, you know, Carlos Condit. I mean, the guy is uh, retired and come back uh, more than Brett Favre did at the end. Like you said, Lou, like, I don't know where where's the guy's head at. You know, sometimes oh, I'm tired of fighting. I've been around. No, I'm reborn right now. I want back in. But the fact of the matter is uh, there's been a lot of losses along the way, although to some pretty, you know, pretty tough fighters. Neil Magny, Damian Maya, Robbie Lawler. Tyron Woodley is when he busted his leg up. The Johnny Hendricks and George St. Pierre fights, I don't think that's really fair to hold that against him from years ago. But you're right. You just don't know where Carlos Ondit's head is at. It's tough to know, Lou. But I'm t- i got to tell you, man, I'm tempted as a live dog here. It's plus 170. I gotta, I'm going to I'm gonna get in touch with our boy Dave Rodriguez in Albuquerque and see if he's got any insight to Condit and whether Condit's really into this or Condit just needs the money, right? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I I don't want to speak for Dave, but I speak with him often. I'll let you speak with him. I, I can't take Condit. I don't believe his head's in it. He's open coffee shops. He's here. He's there. And let's look at this perspective. Here he is in a pick em fight with Brown, a guy his age, kind of size, kind of his wear and tear. Now Brown gets a knee injury, and it's a legit injury. We don't have to worry about Brown taking any injuries. That dude's a warrior. So he goes away. Uh, Cowboy Oliveira comes in, and now Condit's a huge underdog. I don't think that's good for his mentality. He's he's facing a much tougher fighter in this fight than Matt Brown, in my opinion. Wow, and Lou, Lou's a member of PETA. He loves dogs. <laughs> he loves animals. Yes. And uh, even Lou can't say, no, I'm not, I'm not going near this one here. Is it a bait line because it's so big as a pooch that the people that you want to bite on Condit? That's why they're throwing it out that there. That could, could be a good point to try to trap Well, him. ideally, my, my boy, uh, my boy at, uh, I'm going to quote some numbers when we talk hockey with from this young man, Megalox Insider, who shares information with me, you know, and, and, uh, and he's, He's quick to point out uh, that, you know, these underdogs, 
that are in between plus 100 and plus 199 is where you want to shop your underdog. So Bondit does fit that bill, uh, but he's about five years older than Olivier, and I just I just can't find enough reasons to like Condit as a dog in this particular fight. Yeah, Olivier, 30 years old, so, and he looks like an old 30, too. Olivier has been around the block uh, more than once. I don't think Condit is, is over. Listen, if, if this is the real Carlos Condit, he kills this guy. This guy's not in the same league as Carlos Condit and what Carlos Condit was, but... As you stated, I mean, if he's, I didn't know about the coffee shop, Lou, but I knew that. Uh, <laughs> it is. I no, it, it is. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, yeah. I, I watch all those. I watch all those goofy embedded and everything else, and and yeah, God yeah. bless the guy. I mean, he, here's a young athlete, 34 years old, in his prime mentally. The guy's a sharp guy. He's got a da- a doctor for a dad, so you know he's got some education. He's out trying to figure out a way to make living other than fighting, and he can't. So he goes back to fighting. He's fighting for money, not for what the Carlos Condit of fight five years ago was fighting for. Yeah, Carlos Condit's father was the chief of staff for the New Mexico governor, Bill Richardson. Really? Yeah, yeah, Carlos Condit's uh, father was in, uh, was in politics. All right, uh, Lou, so uh, what do you think of the rest of the card uh, here? Adesanya and uh, Vittori. Courtney Casey and the Karate Hottie. The Karate Hottie's an underdog here against uh, Courtney Casey. Carlos Jr. and him both. Where do you want to start here? Where, where, where do you want to go? Well, uh, let's go with a couple that I've already diagnosed. And I want to let your people know uh, that these are, these are bets that you make, you know, sooner than later. Uh, the first one is the Karate Hottie against Courtney Casey. Waterson is a girl that's a, a, a great mom. She's a cute young gal. She's a capable young fighter uh, and very attractive. But she's four inches shorter, a little older, and is going to give away five inches of reach to a girl in Courtney Casey that at the MMA lab beats up uh, Lauren Murphy, uh, Mackenzie Dern. I'm telling you, Casey has lived in the gym since her controversial loss to Felice Herrig. She's working her butt off. This is going to be a one-sided fight, and you can catch Courtney Casey minus 120. Jump on that like a fumble in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Wow, you're excited. Courtney Casey, as you mentioned, coming off the loss to Felice uh, Herrig, a win against Jesse Aguilar before that. Claudia Gadella lost. She nice win against Random Marcos. So you, you see Courtney Casey train up close. What uh, what can you tell us about her? She's she's very well-rounded. She is possibly one of the best uh, a fighter with the most uh, dynamic and complete work ethic I've ever seen. She lives in the gym. She's working on all her weaknesses. Uh, and I, I just think that uh, she's just ready to explode. Uh, and I love the fact she's off that disappointing loss. She will be very, very active in the third round if this if this fight gets into the third round. Hey, Desanya looks like a huge favorite, but, uh, you know, you're talking to a lot of fighters are breaking it down. They have different opinions on different fights, but everybody seems to be going with this one. What about Vittori, Italian guy? He's, he's a huge underdog in this fight, Lou. What do you think? Are you going to lay the minus 240, 250, or put it in some parlays? Yeah, no, no way. I, I don't ever do that unless it's unusual, unless it's like Khabib Nurmagomedov or something. But uh, in this particular fight, Adesanya, sure, he's hyped. 
and sure, physically, he's going to be uh, a, a much taller, more athletic man. He's a switch hitter. He's got six inches of reach, three inches of leg reach, and he's a striker. So this is a distance fight. Uh, if if Israel is able to stay at distance and catch Vittori, the, the, the white Italian, I'll call him, on his way in, this could be a long night for Vittori. However, Vittori has three or four fights of UFC experience, and he's going to want to smother Israel, get inside, take this fight down, and if he was back, you could get a surprise decision. This is dog or pass for me. Let's talk about Antonio Carlos Jr. and Tim Bosch. Antonio Carlos Jr., I mean, I don't know if they still do drug testing or anything like that, but if you look at the dude, <laughs> I, evidently they don't. <laughs> but without being stated, Tim Boach is a veteran, a barbarian. He's been around forever. He's 37 years old. He's he's pretty big underdog uh, here. Well, he's about plus 210. Carlos Jr. is in the minus 260, 270 range, but... You know, obviously, if you look at the level of competition that they faced before, um, there's no comparison. This is a step up in class for Antonio Carlos Jr. Bosch has fought in everybody in the world before. Carlos Jr. just sort of fought in journeymen and guys, gatekeepers along the way. Well, what do you make of this? Tim Bosch, though, is one of these weird dudes. He's a tough guy, but he, he always breaks his hand or the fight ends quickly. He wins fast. Like, he wins, like, every once in a while, but... I don't know. I have a bad record with Tim Bosch fights, so I'm scared, Lou. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, and I've been I've been really lucky with him, and I smell Tim Bosch for this. He has a tendency to show up when he's completely under the radar and overlooked, and then when there's <laughs> any know. kind of spotlight on him, you know, he in his last four fights, he's only lost to Souza. Uh, you know, he beat up blowing up Johnny Hendricks, but he's beaten Rafael Natal and Josh Sanders. God rest his soul. So, hey, Bosch is a durable, you know, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. And let's not forget, Carlos Jr., even though he's the bigger, longer man, Shoeface has a pretty weak chin. So if Bosch happens to touch him, you could get a surprise here. I'm looking at Bosch uh, as a potential underdog target as well. See, he's back to Peter Morenci, plus two. That's a big dog right there. It's just strange, Cam, only in the sense, I know Josh Salmon, I nice uh he was uh, he was a good guy. Um, all right, so um, the thing I, with I do Tim have Bosch one is, more. If I, I'm just surprised, like you said, like perception. If you if you ask someone on the street about Tim Boach, you'd be like, "Oh, is he still even fighting?" <laughs> be like, "Oh yeah, he's old, isn't he? Yeah, man, he gets, yeah, man, he's kind of he's slowing down." But you just had a little. He's three and one in his last four fights. Can't can't take that away from him. No, you can't. And and he's at thirty seven. He knows that the that his the candle is burning real low. So he's gonna have to get something done here. I think it's a good spot for the guy. All right. So what else uh, what else was on your mind, Lou? Who else is catching your eye here? There's another guy at the MMA lab who is flying a little bit under the radar. Uh and and people, you know, don't wanna realize that, you know, even though Moraga got beat three in a row, Joseph Benavidez has a terrible loss to Matt Nicolau and then to Sergio Pettis, but he's come back at an underdog with two straight wins. Uh, Moraga, during that three-loss period of time, I didn't see him very much, and, and I hang around at the lab a lot. That, that doesn't mean he wasn't working out somewhere else or, or whatever, but I can tell you, just like Courtney Casey, every day I went to the lab and I go there a lot, not only was Courtney Casey in there, there was John Moraga in there 
and he was in there working hard each day with his boxing coach. Here's how this fight's going to go down. We're going to uh, we're going to watch hold on. Moraga. Hold that thought, Lou. Hold that thought, Lou. Kirk yep, and Metallica you. are playing. <laughs> And uh, we'll be right back. Quick, 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 quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Lou from Gamblue.com. He'll tell us how the John Rack fight's going to go. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore. But I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. All right, we're about an hour and a half away from puck drop, Stanley Cup playoffs. But, of course, one of our uh, sponsors uh, here, Fantasy Factor, great site, fantasyfactor.com. $200 up for grab uh, tonight, NBA free roll, $200 of free cash and prizes up for grabs. Fantasy Factor would like to say thank you to all the great uh, NBA uh, regular season uh, players. Of course, we still have NBA playoff contests running. We also have a few special playoff promos. Check out the NBA lobby. But tonight we have two special $100 free rolls for you. So if you are already a player over at uh, Fantasy Factor, we always tell you guys they always have some cool contests. And tonight is no exception. $100 hidden free roll. Thank you, BA fans. Hidden free NBA jersey. Uh, NBA contest. Thank you, NBA fans. <laughs> Courtesy of Fantasy Factor, these are hidden, so only you can get there by clicking uh, the links uh, in your email. But you would have gotten the email if uh, you were signed up to Fantasy Factor. Less sharks like in, I am. in infested waters at Fantasy Factor. Yeah, Tony Sincata, the jumbo shrimp, he's going to be kicking around in the pool tonight. Oh, he, you know, he got this email. Let's break, uh, let's uh, we're continue our conversation with Lou Gamblu. And for the record, as we stated, uh, Lou, uh, Lou, Lou's in Arizona, if I didn't bring it up on this show, but Lou's based out of Arizona. We brought it up, Glendale, Arizona, the scene of the UFC uh, this week. That's where John Moraga is, so Lou's got some nice insight from the, the MMA lab. And I know Moraga, he used to be with Bader and Simpson, my boys, um, and, you know, and, and Arizona State. So I know his story a bit, and the guy's got a ton of freaking talent, man. It's unbelievable that he's already 34 years old and how fast uh, time goes, but you're saying that he, he's focused and he's motivated right now, Lou. Boy, is he. he. He's had two good fights. He's built on both. He's brought his boxing coach, actually, to come over and contribute because the MMA lab moved from Glendale to Phoenix uh, within the month. And so this boxing coach has been over there helping Courtney Casey and the other fighters, but Moraga is working his rear end off, and I love how he looks. 
I love the fact he's dropping down to a fight at 125. And uh, Braga just has to keep it standing. But I think he's going to. And I think he's going to piece Wilson Hayes off. This is a really good spot for John Moraga. What do you think of uh, the Diego Lima fight against uh, Yushin Okami? It's a throwback uh, throwback card here. Yushin Okami, 36, going on 66, it feels. <laughs> but, you know, you look at Okami, and the fact of the matter is, man, he's uh, he's 4-1 in his last five fights. Last fight, uh, he did lose to... Ovent St. Prue. What does he have left in the tank, and what what do you uh, think against Diego Lima here? Yeah, but he fought Ovent St. Prue at what eighty five. Is, is this fight at eighty five, or is this fight at one seventy? And you know, Kami when he fought was two oh five. Yeah, this is one seventy. So it's one seventy. So so immediately, I got to wonder why a guy that fought at two oh five uh, fought most recently against. Uh, Open St. Peru, that had to be a 185. Now he's dropping to 170. I, I don't like that at all, and I haven't handicapped much of this fight because of the size difference and the fact that Okami's fighting at 170. I, I'd have to do more research. I just I just haven't even looked at that fight. And when we say he's 4-1 in his last five fights, one of the wins was a deep impact. The other one was Pancreas. World Series of Fighting, Professional Fighters League. So yeah, they weren't. Uh, yeah, they were top they, notch. They weren't yeah, exactly. They weren't. They weren't UFC wins. All right, before we uh, shut down the UFC and move on to the NHL, anything else on the card, uh, Lou? You wanted to talk about uh, here, Brad Tavares and uh, Jocko. Actually, Chris uh, Jocko sounds like an NHL fight. Tavares and uh, Jocko, there, right? <laughs> Middleweight, heavyweight NHL fight. There, it does. And uh, I, I'm looking hard at Tavares in that fight. I, I want to like Jocko. Um, but it's unusual that Jocko won't be the taller, longer man here. He'll be, he, he, in fact, will have some reach advantage on Tavares. But Tavares looked good in his last few fights. So, I'm, I, you know, I, I know Moraga and Casey are going to be positioned, and I'm looking at Gaethje. I'm looking at Zatori, Boach, and I'm looking at Tavares. Those are, those are the targets for Saturday afternoon, evening. Yeah, any chance I get to bet on Hawaii, and I usually take my 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 chance to do so. But you're right, Brad Tavares is coming to his own, man. He's a tough dude. He's fought in everybody. I remember going back, even back to 2011, when he beat Phil Baroni, and Phil Baroni saying after, "Yeah, that dude's a tough, uh, a young kid." And he's paid his dues. And you're right, he's sort of dialed in right now at 30 years old, entering his athletic prime. I think riding a three fight win streak. And really, when you look back at his losses. You look who he's lost to, uh, Lou, going all the way back to uh, Darren Simpson. So all the way back to 2011. And Simpson, our Arizona State boy, you know, he, he could wrestle. Going back to 2012, he's lost three fights only to Yo- Yoel Romero, and that was in 2014. Tim Boach, we talked about Boach, that was in 2014. And Robert Whitaker. And I think we've seen how dangerous Robert Whitaker is, uh, Lou, over the years. So you look at Tavares' losses, and he's really only lost to some really, really good fighters. Yeah, he, he's a good fighter, and he's beaten some capable dudes. Uh, that, that Vinny Malier is a goofy guy. He's beat Elias Theodoro. Those two guys <laughs> right there have varying styles. Ooh, Vin, Vinny so, Magaly's uh, a great, great sub-skills, that guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 he yeah, is, yeah. but he's a, he's a goofy-looking son of a gun. But I think Tavares is a little live here. Even, you know, as a short favorite, uh, I, I, can, I think I can get behind him. 
All right, let's talk some NHL, Cam. Yes. We can start with you. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll start with the opener there, Lou, uh, tonight, a uh, three-game card. Interesting stuff. We, Gabe and I were talking about the Winnipeg Jets at home making money. Best team in the NHL, if you back them at home, taking on the Minnesota Wild. Nice proximity in this series. Actually, a good rivalry. Minnesota, Winnipeg close to each other. Right now, the Jets... Laying a buck eighty, they opened up at a buck sixty-five. Money on the Jets, total five and a half. Any leans there, Lou? Oh, no lean. I'm doing jumping jacks on this one, guys. First of all, I love road dogs. I love road dogs in hockey playoffs. But listen to this stat again. Compliments of our friends at Megalox Insider. Here we go. Teams in the first round who made the postseason last year versus teams who did not are 219 and 138. That's 61.3%. So basically what that's saying is experience really matters, and now you've got a Winnipeg team that everybody's betting like they got tomorrow's sports page against a team in Minnesota that has had in the last three or four years several first-round disappointments. Minnesota is not only live in this first game, they're live in this series. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm at the Jets. <laughs> the Winnipeg Jets haven't won a playoff game since their reincarnation. Right. They got swept by Anaheim. They are year. a trendy pick uh, right now. We had a couple of – everyone we talked to likes the Winnipeg Jets. Not everybody, but a lot of people yeah. do like the Winnipeg Jets to potentially win uh, the Stanley Cup uh, this year. But – Minnesota are kind of beaten down, guys. They struggled down the stretch. Yeah. They had a lot of injuries. You know, the George Kurtz talked about it earlier in the week. They've got True. Stahl. Parisi's okay. Granlin's good. But the rest of them, yeah, they need yeah. secondary scoring. They're and not, Dubnik's going to have to stand on his head. And that place tonight in Winnipeg is going to be a freaking madhouse, man. And they have the best fans in the league. And they're a dominant home team, Lou. I think this is the year Winnipeg sort of breaks the curse a little bit. But... Uh, as long as we're dropping numbers, and that's great stuff from Megalocks, feel free to send us some info, Megalocks. Yeah, more info, <laughs> I, the better. I, I like the treads, but I'm talking about this, Lou. Last year, and I know, listen, what happened last year is irrelevant to this year, but I can go through each each matchup in the playoffs right now and tell you about the regular season and how to overtime often. Uh, last year, they set an NHL record in, in the first round of the NHL playoffs. 18 games, guys, went to overtime. 18 games, 43%. Uh, tonight's games, Lou, uh, Minnesota and uh, Winnipeg is plus 300 to go to overtime. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia is plus 310 to go to overtime. They went to overtime twice out of their four times that they played it this year. It's plus 310. Uh, Las Vegas and Los Angeles that I legitimately would not, I'll be surprised if it doesn't go That's, to overtime I agree tonight. with that. It'll be tough. That's plus 275. You only need to add one of these tonight, Lou, to be in the plus money. You hit two of these, it's a nice profit. Tomorrow night, there's five games in the NHL playoffs. I think three of them are going to go to overtime. I'm going to write this out, but I, you, I'm going to stick to the plan and bet every NHL game in the first round to go to overtime, and we'll see how my experiment goes, Lou. Well, I wish you luck with it, but uh, I'll tell you, it's been a long time in hockey playoffs where I've seen five and a half and six for total all over. That tells me goals. I don't like overtime under those scenarios. You want to give me a five with the over minus 110, under minus 110? Now I'll start to talk about some ties or maybe even some unders. But these, these numbers are too high. You're going to get unders, I believe, in the, in the first couple nights. And I, I, I don't necessarily 
uh, adhere to, I, I, I don't know, have any clue what overtime may or may not be. I'm just looking for live road dogs. I don't see what uh, totals have to do with the overtime prop and after correlated. <laughs> just throw, throwing that out there. Well, as, as far as the totals, the totals are concerned. You know, listen, I'm a big, I used to be a big under hockey better. You're right. Listen, I remember in, in some playoff series is you had totals of four and a half. Yeah, things are different now. You know, even four, four and a half in the Dominic Hasek days and stuff. Yet it's the first game, right? I know Brian Blessing is a big believer that the first games are higher scoring and then they, they, and they go directly under. They yeah. settle down mm-hmm. in, in the second. I think guys coming into this, the big key is, is what are the refs going to do? Are the refs going to let it go? Yep. Does it suddenly playoffs? Are they going to let everything go? Or are they going to call penalties? And my experience is, my, my memory is, my, my belief is, they kind of call things early, actually. They, they actually did. That's Gary. They start to let things go in the semifinals Correct. when it's down to 14. Gary's you know? MO is to keep, like, you know, those tic-tac calls in the playoffs. They want to keep it consistent. And as well, they, they move also forward. the power play goals lead yes. to entertaining games. They sure do. They don't buy the 5-4 playoff games. So to me, that's a big key, Lou. We really don't know until we actually see how they're going to referee these hockey games. If they call a bunch of penalties, then the game's going to go over because it's going to be a bunch of power play goals. If they let everything go... I think we can get under the number, but I'll tell you, I'm in no hurry, man, to bet on the, and I love unders in hockey. I'm in no hurry time. to bet the under in this uh, Philadelphia-Pittsburgh game tonight at 6. I like the under in yeah, the Vegas game. I like the under in the Minnesota-Winnipeg game. I, I think Dubnik's going to do jump a jacks tonight. We're gonna, everybody's going to know his name tomorrow morning. Ballsy pick wow. for Lou. Lou. Five and a half plus 100 right now. All right, so Lou's throwing picks out, coming out strong here. So if he's telling he likes road dogs, I guess Minnesota plus 160, Lou, is the Philadelphia Flyers at a buck 70 in your portfolios as well? No, I'm playing two road dogs tonight, L.A. and Minnesota. And then we'll watch what happens in the other games, and then we'll move on. There's five tomorrow. I can tell you already uh, Colorado's on schedule, or excuse me, Columbus is on schedule. We've talked about Columbus in past radio shows, guys, and I'm doing jumping jacks on the color, on the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm going to call them Colorado all time, all afternoon. Uh, the Blue Jackets are a very live, dangerous team. I'm all I'm all in. I know Marenzi thinks the Capitals are due, but I, I'm with you on Columbus. No, I don't fully trust them. I, no, this, you can't trust series. Washington, Gabe. They'll let, they'll break it to heart. No, no, this series uh, this series real toss. I got to tell you, Lou, you're going to be in good shape. You're doing a lot of yeah, jumping. No, jacks. jumping jacks seem to be the, the, the <laughs> it's the move of the day. <laughs> yeah, hey, calisthenics with Lou. A lot of jumping jacks with Lou. Lou. So you're taking the L.A. Kings tonight. Yes. Hello. This, this series has seven games written all over it to me. Uh, Las yeah, Vegas Golden so. Knights, minus 140. Kings plus 120. Totals five and a half. Minus 130 to the under. Over, under. If you like the over five and a half, it's plus 110. Talked about it earlier. They played four times this year. All four games. One was a bush. Uh, the other ones uh, stayed under the number. They didn't have one over in the four. I just want to throw that out there. All right. What do you, what do you think of the game, Lou? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think this is the Jonathan Quick show, and I think that uh, L.A. in Game One must put Vegas in their place. If Vegas wins this game tonight, uh, L.A. is going to be in a heap a lot of trouble because they're putting all their chips into tonight. I like L.A. in the series, and I like L.A. tonight. Okay. 
I, I agree with Lou 100% with the Kings. Uh, hello, plus 120 on the I Kings. I love L.A. I love L.A. tonight. I think uh, I think Vegas, yeah, the fact that the line's gone up is kind of interesting. It opened up at like a buck 25. Like people are betting Vegas at minus 140. Maybe it's the NHL game. You know what? The, the commissioner might want Vegas to do well. We don't know, Gabe, but I'm on the Kings. I've actually lived in both cities. Yeah, crazy. I I, you're, you're like, yeah, like I could, I could claim uh, I could claim residence uh, with either team here on this one. <laughs> I've jumped on and off the Vegas bandwagon quite a bit to this year. I just want to lay 40 cents with them as a new playoff team. It's kind of, you know, I'm with Lou on this one. I think the, the, the visitor's dangerous. Game one tonight? Give yeah. me. I got They're the dominant home team. They are good at home. They are good at home. Mark Andre Fleury, baby. I know. We'll see. We'll see. I, 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 that's I the weak we, link. We, that, that's why <laughs> Vegas won't move on. That that right there is why Vegas won't move on. Mark Andre Fleury, great guy, great face for the franchise, but he really. Uh, he, they give him credit for three Stanley Cups, but Murray really won one of those. And the winning win, it was years ago. Marc-Andre Fleury is not Marc-Andre Fleury that we saw in the regular season. You watch. He will he will not be that good in this playoff series. Uh, and I think this is the only one they're going to play. I like Lou's style. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm on Columbus too, Lou. So, Pooches, are you on? I'm, can I play the crystal ball game? I'm thinking you're going to take Toronto as a visitor at plus 130 with the Columbus Blue Jackets, the plus 132 step. Columbus, Toronto, am I right? Yeah, no, I, I, I do like Toronto, but Toronto is not their defense. I worry about their defense. I worry about their goaltender in Boston. I think Boston's the, the team out of the East that is going to vie with uh, Columbus for the title. So I look for Boston and Columbus moving on, but I can tell you, I'm crazy. I'm doing jumping jacks over the New Jersey Devils. More, ja- you're, ta- more ja- you're taking the Lou. Devils over the Lightning in the series, Lou? Lou, you got to mix it up, man. Do some uh, do some push-ups <laughs> and sit-ups, man. You don't I'm, just doing stick sit- I'm, doing, I'm doing sit-ups over the Jersey Devils in game one, and I haven't decided if I'm going to take them for wow. the series. But, but both Jersey as well as Philly, Philly's going to give Pittsburgh all they want, and they're going to rough them up. And Jersey is going to be so much more competitive with Tampa than, than you than most people realize. Tampa Bay uh, kind of did what Washington did last year. They limped into the playoffs. You just can't turn it on and off, and I think Tampa's going to be in trouble. You know New Jersey swept them this year. Yeah, they, they, did. They, 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 they did. They crushed them this year. I think Lou's taking, like, you take every dog in Lou's portfolio and try to make some money. <laughs> That's big balls, well, Lou. You, know, well, we... you take every dog in Lou's portfolio. If you just tune into gamblue.com during hockey season and you do what Uncle Louie does at the end of hockey season, uh, you're going to be profitable. We talked about it last, um, the last 40 round playoff series in the NHL. Favorites are only 23 and 17. A lot of, uh, lot of productivity there on the underdog. Lou... Lou's fired up for the playoffs, as you heard. Check them out. Gamblue.com. Thanks, Lou. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. It's the time of the night when Tony Sincata steps up and it creeps in. A lot of DFS stuff to get to, a lot of best bets to get to. We're going to be jam-packed in the final hour of the program uh, this evening. NBA DFS, MLB DFS, NHL DFS, PGA DFS. You've got uh, some golf uh, for us. I got two teams for you, Marenzi, and a a hot and cold list. Two teams. Yep. Uh, I've got uh, a full slate of uh, best bets. I just put in... I just put in the uh, the tie in the Minnesota Winnipeg game. Minnesota Winnipeg game and Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. What about the LA game? Yeah, I'm going to play that after. I'm going to play that to go to a uh, I to thought, overtime. I thought game. the theory was you got to play all the games. Yeah, I am, but that game's not till ten o'clock. Oh, I know, I know. These other games are in uh, an hour and fifteen minutes. That is correct. Seven seven Eastern. Rapidly approaching. It is rapidly approaching. I don't know, man. The only thing that's frustrating, you he know, likes you, a lot of dogs. Yeah, I got to blind. I started. I got to blindly play this overtime stuff, but then I just got to go about my business and pick what cool. I think is going to win the game. Anyways. And what I really hope, Cam, would be really nice is if they win in overtime. Yeah. So, like, I just bet the the Jets in the Wild to go to overtime. Nothing he, better than if Winnipeg, Winnipeg wins, wins in overtime. Because I'm going to bet Winnipeg to win. Except, you know what? I don't really want to lay the 180. Nor do I. And I don't want to lay the 180 with Pittsburgh. So I'm parlaying them, Cam. Plus one thirty-seven. Yep, not bad. Plus, plus money. Plus one thirty-seven. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. That game is going to be an absolute bloodbath, man. I'm thinking like that. That total of six is like I, I could. You talk about it. That game could be three-three at the end of the first, second period. Like that total to me still seems low with these teams with bad goaltending. I'm with you. I still think Winnipeg is a better team than Minnesota. Lou likes a lot of dogs, and uh, we agree both on L.A., but we'll see what happens in that game, buddy. Tony Sincata uh, steps up and in despite uh, uh, having a, a Frankfurter. Wiener, yeah, a wiener in his mouth right Wien- now. Wiener. Yeah. Keep, keep those wieners what. out of your mouth there, Sincata. Come on, man. I, I'm telling you what, I'm going to have a big sausage tonight after the Flyers take down the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus 180. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. is you look at it, right, the Flyers are a top-five team. Uh, in the NHL since December. Uh, they earned a 4-2 to series win in the first round, the last time we were in the playoffs. Both teams, as you talk about, eh, a little skeptical goalie. Why would you not take the Flyers tonight? Philadelphia Flyers won in four in their last five uh, road games. And, uh, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers have not won a first-round playoff uh, series since 2012. Yeah, it's tough. Yes. The, again, they have played good hockey down the stretch. They, they stumbled a little bit, they but won, they sort of got, got back points. on track. No, they got points 10 out of their last 11 games, 7, 1, and 3. Here's the thing, Tony. If, if Four, guys, oh, hold on. Yep, hold on. Yep. Here's, 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 here's an unimpressive. <laughs> you can't go out. Four goals or more in nine of their last 11 games. No, they score. That's why I like the over in the game. But I'll tell you one thing, and you know, when Philly played Pittsburgh last time, they bullied them, and then get, they got into big penalty trouble, big sticks, sticking Crosby in the nuts and doing all sorts of things there in the box. Don't give Pittsburgh any special teams power play time with Malkin, Crosby. They'll kill you. If, if Philadelphia stays disciplined and plays five-on-five hockey, I agree. They could win the game. Since it, January it, it, 2nd, the, the Penguins record, 28-11-3. That's 59 points. The Flyers, 26-12-6. That's 58 points. Give me the huge underdog tonight, baby. So you almost have to take almost every underdog, or is that just the one game you're taking, Tony? That's just the, the I'm actually going to, I actually am going to go Minnesota, but I'm not feeling as confident there. Uh, I, I like the fly. I like the price and I like the over. I went, uh, I went Philadelphia and over in that contest. 
I like where Tony's going. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. A lot of goals. I kind of want to take Philly. I'm definitely taking the over, and I'm on the Kings at plus one twenty, Maranzi. But uh, wow, a lot of dogs. It seems like we got in the kennel tonight. I know that Philly at plus one eighty. The line is not indicative. Like Pittsburgh should be a buck sixty in that game. They shouldn't be minus two ten. That's that's too high. Much too high. On on the Flyers, Gabe. Flyers. You know, I like where Tony's You're going right. with this. He might be onto You're something. You're right about. The Penguins' power play is the killer, right? That's the one that offsets both teams. They score 26% of the time. Uh, the Flyers, though, they ain't shabby either. If they get in, you know, the 23% of the time, the fourth best in the league, the Penguins are first best. So special teams is huge in this game, and they're both so productive. That's why you got to like the over in this game. Well, I was talking about it earlier. I think this is what the playoff, the, you know, the theme comes down to tonight. And generally, I don't think Gary Batman wants this to turn into a slugfest yeah. In the first night of the playoffs, it's going to develop. Usually, it takes. Usually, it takes. They say you know three, four games before teams really start to hate each other. But Pittsburgh and Philadelphia already hate each other, so I think it's going to be pretty hostile right out of the uh, right out of the gate. And we'll see if the referees if the referees are calling this sort of like a regular season game, which I kind of think that they are. Then there's going to be a lot of power play goals uh, this evening. If they let everything go, then, you know, it's going to be complete chaos. But I'm telling you, man, historically, uh, you know that um, yeah, Pittsburgh scored. You look at the, they scored five times every time they played against uh, uh, Philadelphia this year. An exact five, five, uh, five goals every time they played them. All of the special teams, too, on the power play. Philadelphia had leads in those games, and then they got into penalty trouble, and that's where Pittsburgh uh, came back and beat them. That's the problem. Philadelphia can beat them. They just can't take stupid penalties. I hate, so, man, I hate, I hate taking overs, but, uh, I mean, you're, you're bigging up the Flyers here, but let me just bring up some facts here, I, Tony. Pittsburgh won five. Crazy Pittsburgh won. Yeah, here's a fact. Pittsburgh won 5-4, 5-1, 5-2, and 5-4 versus the Philadelphia Flyers. They own these guys. All right. Here's there's the a fact. There's been th- there's been 31 goals scored in this series this year, right? Yep. 16 of them in the second period. So all you people Oops. like those crazy prop bets, 16 out of 31 goals in the second period. So what are you saying? We bet the we under bet the period first... by period. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of over. suicidal. That, 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 we're we're talking about soon that card's gonna look. You got the ties in every game. You got the periods <laughs> in every game. Next thing you know, Tony, we're out, we're out uh, two grand. Oh my god! I told, you, I, gotta, I told you I was coming gotta, ready today. Yeah, you can't put my foot down. Yeah, my bankroll is a little uh, a little lighter than I'd like it to be, <laughs> thanks to Mark Cuban's Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, what a joke! Oh they cost my, my parlay. Yeah, that... Dude, Phoenix didn't was... even play anybody last night, and they still got killed. Nope. Like that's Dallas. Like they really should be embarrassed. Fan appreciation might not. Do you see their? My do, ass. Do you see their plays last night? Finney Smith, brick three, brick three, brick three. They're winning in the. They're winning in the first time. They, they were up. 10 to, I think, 10 or 12 points, and then Phoenix went just went bananas. It was ridiculous, Tony. It was so stupid. Screw Dallas. I can't believe, this is surprising to me, that uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia haven't played in the playoffs since 2012. It feels like yesterday. Yeah, I remember that series, actually. I remember it was like 3-3 after the first period in every damn series. They were like automatic overs. So looking at this, they went over the number three of the four times with one push with the six here. So I'm not in a hurry to be betting the under of this game. I like the over. I'll take the over in that game at six. Even flat six, it's 3-3. You get the win. Think about it. It's Uh, uh, 3-2, 4-2. You get a push. Tony likes the Flyers because his favorite player is on the team. What, Giroux? Oh, yeah, Yeah, Giroux. Giroux. (laughs) Yeah, Claude. You got that. Giroux now. You believe me now, right? Giroux. And I like... And I like the and I like the Flyers have a black guy too. Not many of them in hockey either. Yeah, Wayne Simmons, guy's a killer. Yeah, 
He's a, from, he's a killer. Right near Muncie Studio here. He's Oh, he's amazing. Now, NHL teams are like horror movies. There's there's like one token black guy on every team. Like, it's like the movie. <laughs> well, he's, one of the, he's one of the ones I know. P.K. Subban. I, I think there's best oh, yeah, players yeah, in the league. How, there's three. How PK many good bad black guys are in the league? There's four. There's maybe. maybe actually, no, there's Subban. five. He I don't know. Trash. Like there's five. There's Subban. Seth Jones, P.K. So, well, Subban, Joel Ward. Yeah. Uh, I was at the front of this game against Lightning. He was talking trash the whole time. It was awesome. Yeah, he loves it. I thought he was in the NBA. Yeah, he likes to have fun uh, out there. He rubs people the wrong way because he's always smiling and he's he's running his mouth. But uh, hell of a player. Hell of a player. So NBA tonight. We got the NHL playoffs yet. Sort of it's like um, playoffs, the prelude to the playoffs. But it's it's sort of like a play-in game, isn't it? It's like a wild card. Yes. It's a wild card play-in game tonight. With the Denver Nuggets and the Minnesota Timberwolves, this is going to be some cool stuff. As fired up as I am for the NHL playoffs this evening, for betting purposes, I'm looking forward to watching this game tonight, Tony. What, what, what do you make of this one? Denver, Denver man have won six straight basketball games. You could argue they're playing their best basketball of the season right now. They got Gary Harris back. Paul Millsap stepped up. Jokic is doing his thing. Will Barton, Jamal Murray. It's been a real collective team effort. Uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Showed a lot of heart. Six-game run. They've beaten four playoff teams along the way. So they haven't had a soft schedule. Meanwhile, Minnesota. Minnesota struggle against good teams. Minnesota struggle to close out basketball games, but they got Jimmy Butler back. Winner gets in. Loser is out of the playoffs. Who do you like tonight? This is a crazy thing, um, but I want to first comment on the NBA. How is the Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers on ESPN tonight in the Denver game and Minnesota is not on TV? Yeah, I don't know. They don't have a flex well, in the NBA? Like, what's up with that? That's, you, you know what it is. <laughs> it's, just, it's, popular, it's a popularity contest like everything else. It's, it's, it's the, the king in Philadelphia it's now. The, it's the importance of uh, Philadelphia getting locked down to three seed, Tony, if they win tonight. It's what, 14 uh, points And favorites. Giannis <laughs> probably is not going to play, and then people are going to watch that game. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Philly's laying six and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philadelphia does lock down the third spot. The other game of importance tonight is Utah and uh, Portland. Uh, division title and the three seed. So home court and the three seed is at stake tonight in that basketball game. You didn't give us a pick, though, Tony. You just uh, bitched about yeah, it not being I, on TV. Who do you like? Yeah, I bitched about it not being on TV. You know, I should be a lawyer, right? Don't... Like, I went right back to it. Yeah. Like, hey, uh... Both teams do not inspire me to come through in the clutch in this one. I think both these teams are underachievers big time. I got to go and take the home team in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minus the three and I, and I don't know if Denver underachievers. I can't say that. Denver's been working hard. Denver's been doing Denver's great down Ni- the stretch. Nikol- they got Nikolai Jokic. They got Nikolai Jokic, right? Who, when it comes to a big game against a proven play, gets himself in foul trouble a lot, and that will absolutely derail him. Now against Minnesota, Kyle Anthony Towns likes to play from the outside, so he might not get into that situation. Plus, they could put Millsap on him that way; he avoids foul trouble, and that would be the, the move to make. They are better with Millsap back. They are better with Gary Harris back, Denver. But they have too many jump shooters on this team. Like I don't like Jamal Murray jump shooting all the time. Will Barton's either hot or cold. And they don't keep the ball in their stars' hands when it counts enough in Jokic. I'm real interested to see what they do tonight. You know the Minnesota Timberwolves haven't made the playoffs in 13 years. Wow. 
It's hard to believe they haven't. That's crazy. The Minnesota Timberwolves haven't played a playoff game since 2004. A lot of pressure. <laughs> it's a lot, lot of it pressure. It is a lot of pressure. Tony's mentioned Nikolai Jokic. The 23-year-old is averaging 23.7 points, 16 rebounds, and 8.2 assists during the six-game win streak. It all ends tonight. I'm in. I'm on Denver. You got to take the Nuggets. Will Barton averaging twenty point three points. Tony says he's hot and cold. Hot. He's hot. He's hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why you're not. That's what. That's what happened. Will Will Barton though? No, you're right. It's. uh, I don't know, man. You know, you get Tim Thibodeau went in here. Tom Thibodeau. Tim Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau (laughs) goes in there. Supposed to be the savior and take this team to the next level. He's been unable to get through to these guys. Jimmy Butler's the, the difference. Say that, but listen, Denver I, I have more. The they have Thibodeau's overrated. Let me just say this, Tony. You talked about the Denver players. I like Denver's roster tonight more. I like you know. I'm talking from a head-to-head win the game standpoint. We didn't even bring up Paul Millsap and his strong play as of late. Who the hell is Minnesota? Who are they going to? They got they got Carl uh, Anthony Towns, who's good, but, but he Butler, seems to be more of a stack guy. Jimmy Butler just got back. And Andrew Wiggins, you want to talk about witness protection program in big games. I don't have any confidence in Andrew Wiggins stepping up tonight and carrying this team. I think it's a close game. Denver wins a close one. Outright. See, here's the crazy thing about the Tim Thibodeau talk. You are the guy that mentioned that they haven't been in the playoffs 12 years. They are one game away from making the playoffs. What the hell is he supposed to do with this team? He didn't put it together. He came and took a team that couldn't play any defense. He said, get me Jimmy Butler. They got him Jimmy Butler. He gets hurt. Dude, and the team look at the roster. The playoffs. Look at the stars roster on that, that he yeah. has. You can argue on paper they're the deepest team in the league. He's got Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, and Jeff freaking Teak. Like, what more does the so guy Jeff want? Jeff Teague is the worst defender in all of basketball at the point guard possession, and Thibodeau must sit I there. I blame the coach. That's Thibodeau's, <laughs> That's Thibodeau's fault. That's Thibodeau's fault. That's why he was available for nothing in a trade. <laughs> I know. He is what he is. He is who he is. He's the only player since Chris Webber that I've seen actually call a timeout without a timeout. He cost me a bet. The game, I swear to God, the game, the game was like tied this year against the Atlanta Hawks. It was earlier in the year. And, uh, yeah, he called timeout. Like, he tried to inbound the ball. He couldn't do it within five seconds, which that really pisses me off. And uh, he called timeout. They didn't have one. And I ended up losing a bet. It was like, are you kidding me? And then I swear there, to God, like, two ways to lose. And then, like, two nights later, That's Jeff tough. Teague, it was a close game. He stepped out of bounds. <laughs> like, I've, I've seen that more than ever, any other year before where guys step out of bounds without knowing it, Tony. Like, they get the ball in the corner, they take a three, and they're stepping, they're standing out of bounds. I've never seen as much I agree with you. I don't know what the hell is going on. Like, everybody can see it's two different colors, right? There's two different colors there, and it happens every time. Every game, it happens at least once. We didn't even get your, uh, we'll get more serious at 6 o'clock, although we've been pretty serious today. No sex doll talk, but speaking of sex doll talk, what do you think of the Khloe Kardashian news, uh, Tony? Tristan Thompson's on fire. Oh, yeah, Tristan Thompson, uh, all hell's breaking loose. There's all kinds of pictures. Yeah, there's all kinds of pictures of him making out with chicks, and now they re-upped it. There's a sex tape of him with a chick that's not Chloe, but I guess she's having a baby, like, now. She's literally, like, She could be in labor. She's nine months pregnant, so the baby's coming, like, any week now type of deal. And, uh, yeah, Tristan Thompson slamming something else besides the boards. 
Maybe they have an open relationship policy, and we don't know about it. Maybe it's okay. Well, she doesn't care. Maybe she got she's her Yeah, exactly. She's got the hook. She's, under, she's pregnant. She's, she's pregnant. She's saying, He's got yeah. a $17 million a year contract. Yeah, Good exactly. job, Tristan. <laughs> Big mistake. And Ray Lewis says Odell Beckham lost God. The smartest thing Odell <laughs> smartest thing Odell ever did, man, is tell Chloe, get your fat yeah. ass off my lap. Keep moving. Keep moving, Chloe. I feel really bad for Chloe. Oh no, wait, I don't. Game time decisions continues.